Hang on. Hang on. Right. Welcome to This Might Be A Podcast, the song-by-song podcast about the greatest band of all time, They Might Be Giants. I'm your host, Greg Simpson, and I'm here with first-time guest Rachel Jones to talk about the song Birds Fly off of, I guess we'll say, uh, Miscellaneous Tea. Awesome. (laughs) I mean, it's on a bunch of places, but uh, here we go. That's where I was thinking of it. Yeah, yeah. Birds fly into my windshield Thoughts fall from my thumbs This good luck charm hanging off of my arm Was left here by the police no, Words no, fall no, out from my pockets no, The cat stands no, under my feet This no, colorful spell no, under which no, I live no, Protects no, me from no, all no, I write And the microscope reveals the scope Of my very best intentions Oh yes, the tiny light shines twice as bright on the only last part of me. No birds fly. Well, 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 Rachel Jones, my my second Rachel Jones. I don't know if people are going to be confused or not. Yeah, she's already been on two, three episodes. You know, it's been a minute. Oh, man. I always joked about having the Battle, the of, the Battle of the Rachel Joneses. Three to, three to zero so far. Wow. Now, <laughs> what if you had the same middle name, though? <gasps> That'd be scary. Do you know her middle name? No, what's yours? I'll ask Mine's her. Ellen. Ellen. With a Y, E-L-L-Y-N. Oh, well, that's probably... Fancy. That's probably... <laughs> Probably not going to be the case then. But if it's even Ellen spelled Maybe it's with Ellen, an E, yeah. <laughs> Ellen. That'd be cool. <laughs> hey Rachel, what's your middle name? Why are you asking me that? <laughs> um, but yeah, she's she's cool. She's from the um, Chicago area, and I think she's still oh, in the okay. St. Louis area doing her her PhD. Cool, yeah, I was supposed to actually meet her oh, yeah? at the St. Louis show that keeps getting moved, <laughs> so we haven't done our rachel jones like selfie yet but you are going to that st louis (laughs) show it's coming okay uh eventually maybe (laughs) i could have met both of you i i gave up my st louis tickets because i got in uh to the chicago show on danny's guest list right so that's Uh, what i'm gonna try to do because we actually planned a vacation around st louis this year uh because we were sure that it was gonna happen so we actually just went to st louis we just got back from like when it would have been we went to the symphony instead so i was thinking about trading so if anyone would like to right, trade right. a ticket from st louis to somewhere else in the midwest 
Yeah. Hit me up. Come on, people. Uh, yeah, so you are, um, I kept joking <laughs> calling you uh, Rachel Iowa Jones, just to That's keep fine. you two straight. I've gotten to know you through, uh, I guess, kind of like the TMBG Covers community. I don't remember when it would have been the first time we talked, but I mean, it's been like a couple years probably. Yeah, I've been floating around on the on the Facebooks. You know, I remember seeing you around and posting stuff from uh, the Puppet Heads. Yeah, I try to be relatively active in the groups. um, But the first time, yeah, so the Purple Toupee compilation last summer was the first time I was like, hey, you want to cover something for (laughs) this thing through the show? Yes. And uh, and it was Birds Fly. Ta-da! I remember the big spreadsheet and I looked through it and I was like, I can't believe no one's picked this. <laughs> and then I kind of realized, yeah, I guess it is sort of a deep cut, I guess. It is. And maybe not everybody like listened to Miss T quite as much as I did, maybe. <laughs> I guess the real heads though would say, you know, if you had it on the purple toupee EP, you know, 10 inch or whatever, then you'd be really cool. Uh, or, and that was also on the don't let's start. I mean, that was a European release. So you, I mean, if you had that, the Don't Let's Start album has... Yeah, I didn't have that. <laughs> it's considered an album, but it's a European-only thing that has... Hmm. It's almost like the European version of Misk T. It's mostly... That sounds cool. But then it has, like, Hotel Detective, Kiss Me, Son of God, nice. uh, a Don't Let's Start, the single mix. So it's like, it's a weird... I don't know. It's bizarre conglomeration yeah. of of dope music but it had like the world's address <laughs> and it was it was the the joshua Frey. i love the world's address i won't say much about the uh remix <laughs> yeah oh yeah it's 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 all right you can edit that part out if no you it's want. fine you're allowed to have opinions but i have a strong opinion about the world's address <laughs> and i really like the original oh yeah yeah and that I, man i did that episode that <laughs> episode <laughs> that episode was way back and yeah we talked about the song and the remix so, uh, so, so <laughs> Miss T was, is probably the place where most people heard it first, or I actually heard it on the then compilation, which contains all of miscellaneous T and a lot more and the yeah, first two albums. Yeah. So, bef- so before we get to birds fly proper, we need to know your fandom story. So, um, my fandom began in high school with, um, my first love, you know, the romance, Aww. beautiful, beautiful time <laughs> with wonderful guy. Shout out to Andy Stolke if you're here listening to this podcast. Must have ended well. <laughs> um, uh, it ended fine. Yeah, we're we're good. Sure. I I think he would consider me like a distant like friend of the past, maybe. Hopefully, time. time has yeah. been. I'm imagining <laughs> since your email has 1993 in it that you were born in 1993. Yep. Accurate, accurate. You're creeping up on 30. <laughs> I am. I'm 29 right now. So I I ain't scared. I ain't scared <laughs> my 30s. So your your first love, it was it was a ways back. <laughs> my first love, it was a ways back, freshman year of high school. Um, and he made me like a mix CD of his favorite They Might Be Giant songs. And I'm trying to think of what was on it. For some reason, like the one that really pops into my head was uh pictures of pandas painting <laughs> which i now realize is like such a very deep cut. my first graders I mean, performed I it think... this year oh nice i mean so this would have been like 2008 2000 yeah 2008 
So I don't know. Is that around when that was coming out? Uh, 2006. When the kids album? Yeah, or 2005 uh, was the ABCs. Okay. So I don't know. For some reason, that's like the main song I remember that's funny. being on that's there. So funny. Uh, but it was a big compilation and it was like a big mix of all different favorites. I mean, definitely End of the Tour was on there. I mean, you can't not love. Love that. It was episode anyway, number one like of the podcast. Kinda, <laughs> <laughs> nice. Yeah, so that really like piqued my interest. It was like a like a buffet of musical styles and like that's what kind of attracted me right away. And so I guess fast forward to college, I remember like there was a really I was having like a really rough time. I really didn't enjoy going to college to be honest. Where where like, did you go? I went to Simpson College. It's south of Des Moines. My college? Uh, yeah, sorry about your college. Didn't like it. <laughs> well, I, I liked parts of it, but I mean, I don't know. Am I allowed to say on your podcast that like private college is a scam? <laughs> private college is a scam? <laughs> Why? Again, you can cut that out if you want. Why do you say that? Why? Because it's been what... Um, seven years and i'm still like 40 grand in debt <laughs> and like my actual job didn't like require a degree no. <laughs> so which i've been at for seven years nationwide is on hey so. there you go i use that as a choir <laughs> warm-up have you ever heard that you use that jingle really? That's and brilliant. just move chromatically I love it's a good that. one because like you know you could do like scale wise or like do you know up and down the five is on your yeah because it starts on the five yeah so it's um Five one one two one two four. It ends on the four. Um, so it's it's an interesting yeah. interval pattern that all the kids know. So you just creep it up chromatically. That's it's it's fun to do because it's the one warm up where like as you're moving up, you're not starting on the root. You're starting on the five. Ooh yeah. Get used to that five to one exactly. action. That's really important. Uh huh. Yeah. <laughs> But anyway, um, college, you know, rough time. Simpson, I'll tell like, you. Yeah, Nothing but trouble. Um, anything <laughs> called Simpson. Other than The Simpsons. <laughs> should be a I'm Simpson no, College. Who the hell are you? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, like, I just, like, loved high school. I had done, like, tons of music in high school. I did, like, we had jazz. We had madrigals. We had show choir. We had musicals. We had, like, everything, right? And then my college is kind of just very, like, opera-focused. Mm. And I kind of felt like I, I just didn't really vibe that well with any of the people there. Mm. And, like, it just felt like everyone was kind of, like, conceited. And you're trying wow. to sing in choir, and everybody's got their opera vibrato. And it's like, this doesn't sound good. Mm. This is not walking in. Wow. Like, Sorry, I hope nobody from my college listens to this. Anyway, so I was just feeling so lonely and musically unfulfilled in college. Mm. And, like, I started listening again back into those all those files on my iTunes that my ex had given me. Uh, and, like, something clicked. Like, I just remember this, like, moment clicked inside me. And I was just like this is my favorite band. Damn it. Like <laughs> I love this band. And like, that's kind of when it really took off. But, uh, I'd say the most relevant, like fandom for me, fandom story, I guess, part of the story is, uh, like later on in college, I met someone who, you know, seemed really great at first. And then 
you, you know how relationships <laughs> can be and how people can be. And uh, he was not not the kindest mm. person. Mm. And we were actually together for five years and we had a house together oh. and three pets. Yeah. And my name was on the house and it was like we were like fully in there and that all broke apart which was ended up being a really good thing overall but like getting out of a relationship like that yeah. i like fun was coming out at that time mm-hmm. da, 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 da. Yeah. <laughs> for those <laughs> of you listening be- at home she just held up in case you haven't uh, listened. cd version of i like fun i think if people are <laughs> listening to this show especially the episode about a b-side from the 80s i think <laughs> yeah. I, I think they've heard i like fun i mean that'd be my guess right so after all of that broke up they might be giants kind of almost saved me i mean i was saying how on facebook how elliot smith say elliot yes. smith and they might be giants got me through this really horrible time after this difficult relationship and um, I remember listening to I Left My Body mm. and the line, um, right away, I, I left my body and right away I knew I made a mistake. Yeah. To me, was like a cautionary tale of the regret of leaving your body, which to me was like leaving your life. Suicide, I guess. Trigger warning. Yeah. Sorry. We do have Uh, the explicit thing next to the episode, so I don't know if that includes that. But there's this is adult content, people. Adult themes, mature themes. Okay, guys. Hey, you're you are the special guest. If you go through an abusive relationship, you're gonna need music to help you through it, right? And so for people like us, um, I like fun. Yeah, and like, uh, man, stuff like we die alone, we die afraid, we live in terror. Like that was just so like validating for me at that time. Mm. Like there was just something so deeply angsty about it that just perfectly like fit how I felt and gave me like some kind of courage to not make the same mistake as the narrator. Mm -hmm. I know we're not talking about um, I Left My Body. Have you done an episode of that one Yes. Mm -hmm. Okay, good. I was going to say... If not, darn it, we should have done that yeah, one. Yeah, there, there's, like, there's still some I like fun <laughs> tracks left to do. I think there may be one or two that aren't reserved yet, but when I started the show, that was the newest album. Um, I, cause I, yeah, I launched the show, I guess, a month before Escape Team and My Murdered Remains came out. So technically in those first month, like that was the new thing. And people were mm-hmm. really excited about it. Um, so yeah, a lot of those have been already done right uh, yeah that's that's a good one um though, though i'm curious I love, so, I like a quick fun. tangent into elliot smith um yeah that elliot smith was a big artist for Kara and i because when we first got together oh, really? which was um 2002 we just realized we've been together for 20 years Wow, congrats. Thank you. We got married in 2006. That's my eventual goal with my current <laughs> <Yeah>. boyfriend. <laughs> hey, honey, are you listening? You got- <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> he knows this, I it. <laughs> You're going to be with me forever, and you can't do anything about <laughs> it. 
<laughs> yeah, but we, uh, so when we first started dating, like music was big for both of us. I mean, we could tell, you know, it's like birds of a feather, right? Like we're at the small liberal arts, liberal arts college, yeah, Augustana. No, vibes Island. are so real. There's such a thing as just, you gotta buy. Well, you gotta, it's either there or it's not. You gotta think about this. So like, I mean, I guess I'm only, tw- you know, 12 years older than you, but like the difference between dyeing your hair being like people were looking at you weird to now like you know i've got a first grader with blue hair you know like it's you know like women especially like will have like purple hair like in the workplace like it's an acceptable thing well at the time like in in so i started cars was two years behind me in school but so i met her uh yeah early 2002 and i believe we were probably the only two people in our whole college that had dyed hair or at least hair that was meant to (laughs) look not natural you know what i mean because she had she had short jet black hair and i had probably purple or pink at the time i don't know something like that i don't know if i i don't think i still had a mohawk at the time because i started observing in (laughs) classrooms i don't know but uh but yeah i was trying to kind of ease into being more professional looking i guess but (laughs) no i feel like i shaved the side of my head right before my senior recital and i was like wait why did i do that (laughs) the director's like what no yeah put put rachel in the back staff at my college didn't like the nose ring either (laughs) oh my band director hated my mohawk yeah um (laughs) hated my mohawk in high school but but yeah so like and the only people like she was wearing like a just to brazil shirt and had a messenger bag with buttons on it and stuff and this was like i mean that was a big signifier to be like that's someone i probably should know and we probably have a lot in common like hello i'm actually we call yeah like we well like me and my (laughs) friend scott who's the my co-host of best midwestern like we were friends at the time he lives in cleveland now but and uh, we called Cara emo chick before we knew who she was, <laughs> and that's so perfect. yeah. And so we you should always go for the emo <laughs> right, chick. exactly. I'm serious. And this, I mean, this was when, I mean, that emo was a different thing back then too. That's all. Emo this, was like super cool. This back was then. even before I had, I had the emo. Phase yeah, but I mean, sure. this was even before like My Chemical Romance like comes in or something, and emo turns oh, into okay, like mall yeah. punk. I was like full out My Chemical. Sure, romance nothing era. against it, but this was totally emo. different. Like Cara's <laughs> probably her favorite band of all time is Promise Ring, so it was more like that kind of emo. Um, and so like authentic emo. Yeah, I mean, I mean, like <laughs> second wave emo, I guess. So first wave, you're talking like real. Post hardcore like, kind of stuff like cool emo, right like spring. I'm too cool for you. Emo. Right, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I don't know. Like I don't listen to the mainstream emo. <laughs> well, it's like appeals to make fun of the sky, like then you know, real like guys that were into like two tone rude boy stuff. It's like less than Jake. That's not Scott. I don't know what that is. Um, whatever. But yeah. So so uh, we. It's funny. The first time. So me and Scott made a plan to like kind of arrange this outing so that. Uh, I could get to like talk to Car and like get to know her. And um, I don't know if you know the band, the Dismemberment Plan. They are amazing. Yeah. Oh yeah. yes. So the Dismemberment Plan was playing at Knox College in Galesburg, Illinois, and not too far from where we were at Galesburg. So we're the Dismemberment Plan was coming. It was they were touring with Death Cab that year. It was called the Death and Dismemberment Tour. <laughs> <laughs> so they're they're opening up for Death <laughs> Cab. Amazing. Now they were not as successful as Death Cab. 
Um, I love Death Oh, Cab. yeah, that obviously. Smyrna Plan did not reach the, the heights and the financial uh, gains that Death Cab did. So on the off <laughs> days of the tour, they were planning, they were playing other shows. So Death Cab was not on the show. Or, I mean, Death, uh, yeah, Death Cab was not on the show. It was just a Smyrna Plan and this opening act. And so we're like, oh, okay. So we're going to take Scott's car and Greg and you'll invite Carl, see if Carl wants to go because she might be into them. <laughs> but then we got to invite one more person so that, you know, we don't want one person stuck in the back. Like I want to sit in the back with Kara. <laughs> so we invited our other friend, Kate, who is like the director at the, the radio station too, where Kara and I ended up having a show. But so we we uh, we pulled it we pulled it off, and uh, Car and I talked about music the whole way uh, down there and back, and the show was great. And oh, it wasn't our perfect. official first date, but that was kind of the beginning of everything. So we started sharing CDs, and I guess the whole roundabout thing that I was talking about is that uh, Elliot Smith's uh, self-titled um, debut full length was one of the CDs that she gave me. Yes. So she gave me all her emo chick CDs. We had I cor- correctly I identified her as an emo chick. Ones. So it was like <laughs> Elliot Smith. Uh, Pedro the Lion, Just to Brazil. Pedro the um, Lion. Oh my yeah. god! I was listening to that like when I was like thirteen in piano lessons, like thinking I was cool. Like <laughs> you were. I know. I know all these indie bands uh-huh. that my older brothers. <laughs> <laughs> I was that older brother. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's yeah. cute. I mean, that's great. If you can bond over like a little bit of pain, that's really important for a relationship. It's funny though, like both of us had very good uh childhoods. Our parents are still together, everything's peachy. Oh, that we just mean still anything. like that can mean that life is disappointing because you had such a good childhood. No, I'm just I had yeah, right. I God, I wish I had more Sorry, to complain I'm about. That's how pessimistic uh, I, am. I wish I had more to complain about. <laughs> Because I had a great childhood yeah. and then everything kind of devolved, uh, like, from college on. Oh, boy. <laughs> so now I'm just like, yeah, I had a great childhood. It really set up some unnecess- unrealistic and unnecessary expectations. I mean, I did date a girl junior, senior year and freshman year of college. It kind of fell apart. So I I did have a girlfriend for, like, three years. So when you're that young, that's a pretty serious relationship. Oh, that fell yeah, apart. Definitely. There were a couple other girls that I just, like, briefly went on dates with or whatever. But when Cara came along, then that was like, all right. That's you know. <laughs> you could just the tell. rest is history. Yeah, I remember my roommate yeah. Steve. Yeah, he's one of my best That's friends. Awesome. He's like, you two. You. He's like, he was. He was like, you two have really fallen for each other so hard, so fast. He's like, he's like, I'm just worried. You know, like the brightest stars were not the quickest, and I proved him wrong, <laughs> Steve. That preposterous hypothesis. Did Steve tell you that? <laughs> What's he got to do with it? kind of rapping name is Steve? Steve. Now he's yeah, no. <laughs> still my best bud. And so Elliot Smith, for you, was, is there anything in uh, particular? I mean, you had mentioned that. I don't know how much you yeah. want to share. You had mentioned it in the We Might Be Just Friends yeah, Facebook sure. group, the 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 sub sub group of They Might Be yeah. Giants fans <laughs> who just talk about other That's stuff. That's my favorite group. Yeah. That's the best group. It's a safe place uh, for sharing. Yeah. So, like, that was just a really hard time because I was kind of learning how to be an adult by myself because that was like a five year relationship. Mm. And it was just, you know, a lot to reflect on, you know, the last five years. And 
And I remember, like, just uh, Angelis was my number one song in, I want to say, 2018, because that was my crying song. I got it on 7-inch, yeah, baby. Yeah, the live and the regular. Yeah, so. yeah. Says I've seen a picture on a hundred dollar bill. What's a game of chance to I don't, I probably have an embarrassing amount of plays on those. I don't know what it is about that song, but it just allows me to like release my emotions. Oh. And like, I feel like between like, they might be giants, just hilariously pessimistic <laughs> lyrics to almost point fun at like, are you sure you really feel that dark? Yeah. You know, between that and, and Elliot Smith's just honest representation of, of pain like that really allowed me to process through a lot of those really hard feelings and so that's why i say that uh i like my i like my body (laughs) you should you know everybody you know (laughs) just kidding (laughs) gotta love the skin you're in yeah I left my body <laughs> and uh, Elliot Smith both kind of just helped me through that really hard time. Have you seen yeah. the, there's a documentary that came out just a couple of years ago. We just saw it. It was like a Kickstarter project that got funded and they made a movie. Um, it's called, shit, what's it called? I mean, it wasn't like the greatest muses, musician, you know, documentary they've ever seen, but it was, it was nicely done. It didn't, I think the 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 family, some of the family of Elliot Smith might have been involved or like consulted or something, because they didn't talk a whole lot about how he died. They talked about how it affected right. people, but they didn't. There's like, a lot of confusion right. around that anyway. Yeah. Right. I still don't really know the truth. We story, actually but. talked about this on Benjamin Western too, because we're just he's <laughs> not um, he's not Midwestern. All three states that he lived in, yeah. none of them were in the Midwest. Um, but yeah, because yeah, I'm like, have you seen that? We we're just bullshitting at the beginning of the episode, I think. But who knows? We don't need to talk about. Uh, yeah, we yeah. don't need to go down a whole suicide murder eventually. rabbit hole. Oh yeah. man, like I can go down rabbit holes as long as you'll about let me. Murder. So. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> you're the one. You're the one keeping this train on track. Yeah. Here. <laughs> yeah, we'll, yeah, we'll see. Yeah, and then I post about how I can't <laughs> stop listening to John Wayne Casey by Sufjan Stevens. The neighbors, they adored him for his humor and his conversation. Look underneath the house. I saw that. I actually am in the middle of that series right now. So I didn't know he lived in Iowa. Yeah, yeah. I'm not really sure. I I feel like he was in the medical field. I think he was in Waterloo. Yeah, he might have been. It was Waterloo. Was he in nursing? I feel like he was a nurse for Rob before his music career took off because he's from Michigan. I think so. From Michigan. Maybe he went yeah. to school in Iowa. But he's, yeah. Yeah, he, oh, I can't remember. It was part of the documentary. I just, yeah, I'm only like halfway through it, but. Yeah. It's a good one. I don't know. Plug, plug that. What, uh. For the listeners. Which, what <laughs> streaming service has that? 
Um, I believe Netflix. Okay. All right, cool. So the it's called uh, Heaven Adores You uh, is the name of the, um, I guess that was seven years ago. But yeah, we hadn't seen it. We're like, wait, what's this Elliot Smith movie from 2015? It's oh, nicely nice. done, though, and there's a lot of cool people that talk in it. Cool, um, yeah. I'll definitely worth watching, and that's on uh, Amazon Prime. Maybe we paid four bucks for it or whatever to rent it, but uh, worth watching as a fan for sure. Nice. Uh, back to TMBG. I, th- I think, yes. yes. I hope I didn't lose our listeners. They know <laughs> this is the deal. <laughs> this is what you signed up for, folks. And anyway, it's free. And Patreon people, I, I apologize. <laughs> we'll have. <laughs> well, there's an exclusive episode taping pretty soon. I don't know if it'll come out before this comes out, but yeah, probably not. Um, but soon after chasing this episode will be the art episode art part four featuring uh the return of abby bash as well oh, as nice. Your art's awesome. uh as well as uh owen blaufus who did the recent 31 covers uh oh, yeah. album art and a bunch of other cool stuff i remember his art like didn't he do some comics and stuff uh-huh. yeah for a while, yeah, those were Yeah, you got to get on Twitter to, yeah, the, uh, Orville Blaufus was the Facebook name that he used, but really, yeah, yeah, yeah. you got to follow, uh, Mojo Chessmaster, I'm pretty sure is the, is the Twitter okay. handle yeah. of Owen, so yeah, Twitter's the place to, to yeah. check. Yeah, cool. Oh yeah, very. Um, yeah, so that, that'll be taping, uh, pretty soon and probably airing not long after this. Uh, nice. So yeah, Patreon people. They, I mean, they must like the banter. Else, why would they go to the the length <laughs> of you know paying me five bucks a month or whatever? They're wonderful people, and they helped make Purple to yeah. pay. And these are people we can actually talk to too. Like, y'all can hit me up on Messenger if you ever want. Yeah. Chat, you know, I mean, yeah, this little community that's built again, it's another little like sub community of they might be giants, uh, fandom. Because I mean, yeah, this is going to be episode 182, and there's been some repeat guests, but I've gotten to know a lot of people, and those people get to know each other. Like, it's so cool seeing like two two of my friends post like commenting on each other's Facebook stuff that I know didn't know each other before they both ended up on the show and kind of got mixed together. It's a good connection. Yeah. It's been fun. So yeah, absolutely. That's how I met my bandmates. So, and like, I definitely want to say they uh, played a huge part in me getting through uh, the before, during and after of that uh, really difficult relationship that I went through. So that was part of the life lifesavers. Sure. So <laughs> when did when did the puppet heads form? Um. Oh gosh, I want to say it's been like about five years, four or five years. Yeah. So it's it's been kind of a minute since we've released music, but we got we got stuff coming. So. So were you all in the same place when you formed, or were you? No. You were always we a. Just met we met on Misc T. I I believe Blake, uh, who lives in Pensacola, uh, had put like a post on Miss T just asking for interest in a cover band. And I'd always thought like I would love to be the singer of a uh, They Might Be Giants cover band. So as soon as I saw that, I reached out and I don't know, for some reason he chose me to to do that and he chose Chelsea and we all just kind of hit it off and 
Yeah. So now they're like some of my best friends. And where's Chelsea and at? Chelsea actually just moved from Houston to Colorado Springs. So now we're uh, differently shaped triangle. You're covering <laughs> a lot of ground there in that band. Yeah. yeah, we are. Yeah, and it's cool, you know, if I ever want to go to Pensacola, I've got someone to hang out with. If I ever want to go to Colorado yeah. Springs, or if they want to come to Iowa, you guys can... Come on over. My pseudo band, uh, the Giants cover band, the Exquisite Dead Guys. We uh, had, we were, oh, nice. we were all in Lafayette, um, but our guitarist moved to uh, Virginia. Really, again, following oh. an academic wife. I've that's that's why I live in Lafayette, <laughs> following my academic yeah, wife. Yeah, oh totally. My best friend's about to graduate with her PhD, and I, I get it. <laughs> Once you got a PhD, it's like you got to just go where you where, go where uh-huh. you. Yeah. And oh, so he's going to be at Allen. No, wait, not Allen College. He's going to be in Cedar Falls. What? Okay. What? Shit. Cedar Falls or Cedar Rapids? I always get them confused. <laughs> um, Co College. He got a job at yep. Co College. Yeah, that's actually where my friend who uh, is getting the PhD went for her undergrad. So. She loved it there. She loved Co. It's nice. Yeah, Cedar Rapids is cute. Yeah. Um. So, so where was the first place? Get, get down to business. The first place you heard birds fly, was it on the Miscellaneous Tea compilation, or was it like a Spotify playlist, or where? I heard the song in probably high school, honestly, because uh, my boyfriend at the time that turned me on to them had actually sent me all of his iTunes files of every <laughs> album that he had at the time. Wow. I think that was up to about Mink Car. Yeah. Or more than that, way more than that, because that was only 2001. Anyway, I don't remember like exactly all the albums I had, but that was definitely where I heard it first. Yeah. It's such a... Well, I mean, it, I think we could probably just start really digging into it. What I did not realize... The big thing right off the bat is that Linnell is not on the track. I know, yeah. That's I actually looked at the credits and I was like surprised. Yeah, I never realized that. It was it's just it's very uh sparse and it's just John Flansburg. Yeah, guitar, bass, guitar, and vocal. I mean bass and vocals. Yeah, so it's one that That's probably why it appealed to me to cover. Mm-hmm. Cause as, you know, a solo artist, I'm still kind of finding my footing a bit. Like I can play piano and I play ukulele but um and i'm learning you know logic uh which is a daw or you know music recording program for those who don't know the technical lingo so like i'm really i've just been a singer i'm working on you know adding the skills i don't know where i was going with that sorry no, yeah, well, yeah, it's, easily. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, we're gonna hear your cover. I think we'll we'll save yours for last to cap off the uh, cool. the cover section. Um, but yeah, it. Uh, uh, I mean, spoiler alert. Yeah, it's acapella. I mean, we'll just say that. And so the original, yeah. it's vocal, bass, and guitar. So there's no keyboards in it. This is one where I think, like, so it was a B side. It's like just above, almost like. Like it feels like it might have been dial a song. Type. It's an A side in my heart. <laughs> I've always loved that song. Like that Linnell's not on it makes me think that's it's one that Flansburg just recorded super quick, and maybe it was just gonna go yeah, on the answering probably. machine, but then they decided it never <laughs> made it to dial a song because there aren't any versions of 
you know, someone recording right, it through yeah. a phone. But yeah, I, or maybe they just needed something quick for the Purple Toupee EP. Maybe Bar None <laughs> was like, well, hey, we need to fill this out. So they had Purple Toupee. Hey, Mr. DJ, I thought you said we had a deal. Lady is a Tramp. And then Birds Fly. At, at, it's the fourth oh, track. Oh, man, bangers. Four bangers in a row. It's a great EP. I, I love Lady is a Tramp. I, I didn't realize how appropriate it is that... Well, what's what's funny? Part of the joke is that the Purple Toupee compilation that we're that I put together and you were part of, Purple Toupee is not covered on the Purple Toupee compilation, which yeah, I think is a very they might be giant style joke. Um, <laughs> but you got Birds Fly on there. You put on a Purple Toupee EP song, so yeah. there you go. You're the closest thing here to Purple go. Toupee that the cop has. Bridge in the gap here. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Th- so the arrangement is very simple. And I think, you know, for the era, I mean, it's really simple for the era. Late 80s. Not that they never did stripped down stuff, but in the 80s, like, they were really into making the drum machine go crazy. Right, yeah. And synth bass and, you know, accordion and flans guitar was real crazy back in the time. It's pretty sparse for, for they in general yeah in general i mean they'll they'll knock out some some ballads and some softer ones but it's not like their forte necessarily not that they can't do it i think it's just necessarily not the direction they tend to go well so i mean it was written like during the lincoln sessions pretty much i mean that's safe to say um kiss me son of god is a fairly chill uh song yeah true you know no drums you know it's got that arrangement that um yeah i love yeah that's been one that i've always kind of thought about covering oh yeah yeah it's it's fantastic and haven't done the episode on it yet so it will get played on that episode (laughs) deadline i mean you know getting your getting your cover on an episode that means you're getting like at least a thousand people hearing it all in one fell swoop yeah yeah i actually meant to thank you at the very beginning for for playing so much of our music, I mean, every now and then, even though I've been doing a little bit uh, of a poor job at our social media, better things to come. <laughs> um, I know when we see our views come in that they're probably from your podcast. <laughs> it's possible. Uh, yeah, if you see a spike in yeah. a song and then you look back at what episode has come out. It's awesome, especially when I can find really strong, well-recorded covers. Um, because for the for the popular songs, you know, like... Well, what was one that I had to pare down? Oh, well, like Where Your Eyes Don't Go is an episode that came out recently, and I had to sift through a lot of covers. We we put a good amount on the show. Yeah, I bet. We put a good amount on the show, but a lot That's of a them classic. just got kind of left on, you know... There's only so many, like, here's another white guy strumming an acoustic guitar and singing. Like, that's just, like, it's like half yeah, of them. Yeah, and Yeah, like, we definitely try to, you know, record quality music. And, I mean, honestly, a lot of us... I mean, there's only three of us. So, uh, <laughs> like, we're, it's a learning curve, you know, yeah, like, we're, sure. we're learning together and growing together. And it's kind of cool. Had you ever been in a band before? No, actually. Okay. I had always been in jazz choir and I did basically like what you lay people would call like classical music. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I took piano lessons, mm-hmm. formal piano lessons my whole life, basically. And, since I was five, so. But you were never like the synth player. I was a synth player. 
synth player for show choir once. Oh, cool. <laughs> uh, and uh, the choir director actually yelled uh, the F word at me because I messed up something. Oh. <laughs> it was the freshman show choir when I was a senior. Why were they like, cursing right, you? That's... Calm down. Yeah, Jesus, that's so weird. Calm down. It's just, do you love me? <laughs> <laughs> like, it's not... Now, what about the other two <laughs> puppet heads? Had they been in bands before? Um, so Blake is in a band called Drunker Shade of Green, okay. which is like a Irish inspired type band. Like, so they definitely get like big gigs for like St. Patrick's Day. They've got the fiddle and stuff nice. like that. Um, and they also, I want to say, they had like a tap dancer, which is cool. But I think that I think that they might have actually had to break up. I think someone moved away, so mm. he had. He had been in that band. Um, as far as Chelsea, I don't, I don't know. She's probably, uh, I think of her more as like somebody who's good at writing her own stuff. Like once she actually shared with me a villanelle that she wrote, that was really cool. Uh-huh. Like so, she's got a lot of cool like creative ideas. I don't know if she's been in a band before. I don't think so. But, but like. It's all there. <laughs> yeah, it's funny. I was in bands since I was, you know, 13, going up 14. That first band, the one that toured out to Iowa, we were together forever. But I've always been in bands. I never did a solo gig until we moved to Lafayette. So, like, within the past, like, five years, I did a couple solo gigs. Never liked it. I like things to be noisier. <laughs> I like some people right. behind me because, like, I always totally. I always put myself out there and I go hard like to the point like you know stage presence and stuff too to where like I'm going to make mistakes on my instrument. I need some people playing other instruments behind me as I make oh, a mistake yeah, and, totally. and move on to the next chord. Yeah. <laughs> Honestly for me as primarily a vocalist like doing a a bare bones cover like this that was you know specifically a solo project for me was was cool. It was really my first time doing a solo project on the new computer and really since and like it's the most recent thing I've done where I, you know, grew yeah. <laughs> as a person. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean it it came out great. Yeah. Uh yeah, so uh, Birds Fly very stripped down arrangement. Flans, I mean, it's a flan song to the core. You know, there's these songs where yes. it's like, okay, well, Flan sings lead. He wrote it, but we we're not always sure like how much collaboration goes into each song unless they mention yeah, it in an totally. interview or something. But this one is like very much a flan song. A flans baby. Oh yeah, it's flansy to the max. Yeah. And so if we're talking about the arrangement like musical elements what are your favorite musical elements of this uh stripped down little ditty here um i like that it's kind of like jazzy it kind of brings me back to like my jazz choir roots Mm -hmm. like that was always my very favorite was was singing in jazz choir and just like arrangements of harmony and stuff like that so that really appealed to me yeah there's not a whole lot of complicated stuff going on, and that's not a slight at the song. Right. Like, Flansburg's parts are, are great, and they but they're, they're there to fit the song. They're there to support the vocal. 
the vocal or the it's the obviously the feature of this song and in right. any band that has vocals you might say well that's always a feature not necessarily like there's a lot of bands no, where vocals are there for melody subtlety. yeah yeah you know and the arrangement is is you know some other instrument might be what you're supposed to want to feature uh, to focus yeah, on yeah that's a great point maybe that's what i like about this you know it's just like one speaker a narrator the the vocal line like the lead line is it's a fun melody and it's got fun harmonies behind it yeah, I'm I'm looking at the uh, the chord structure right now. So since you covered it a cappella, I don't know how much you worried about. Did you, well, okay. If you're approaching zero percent. Okay, well, I was gonna say if you're <laughs> approaching a cover, I've never done an a cappella. I've never composed or covered a song just just voices. And I'm definitely a band guy, but I sing. I teach singing. You know, I. It's just never something that's really occurred to me is like to do because I wouldn't say it's my. Sh- strong that style wouldn't be like my right. my go-to but uh when you're approaching something like this acapella do you plunk stuff out on a keyboard as you're trying to figure out your parts or are you just like finding it just singing right so that's an interesting question so i actually when i first started this i was thinking about doing the baseline uh on keyboard mm-hmm. and then putting it through like a bass voice so maybe i could uh like on logic there's actually a decent sounding like upright bass uh but i decided oh my gosh that's so much work for me to figure out like the piano part i mean i played piano forever but but like it's just so much easier for me to just sing it uh so i was like you know what screw it i'm just gonna do the bass line like some dum 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 yeah. you know like pretend i'm a tenor or bass yeah and <laughs> just go for it like it sounds easier Okay, um, cool. I think, like, I guess one of the things that I think makes acapella so hard is, like, you're kind of uh, limited by your own range, right? So, like, I'm lucky I can sing pretty low and pretty high so I can kind of get it sounding it like, like it's at least maybe two people or three. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I'd say, I mean, you, you consider yourself an alto. Technically, I've always been a soprano. Oh, yeah? Like, okay. in college. Because your range and, is very strong in the alto re- register. I know. Yeah, no, I don't like my high voice at all, actually. I much prefer my lower voice. It's actually funny. My voice teacher in college, like, a couple days before my senior recital, she was like, oh, wow, you do really have a good low voice. I, sh- I should have probably had you be a mezzo-soprano instead of a soprano. Uh-huh. And I'm like, oh, well... Little late. I was about three and a half years yeah. too late, and my like my voice was so strained from college that like uh. when I sang my senior recital, which was all soprano range, like I was, my voice was cracking. Like it's it's almost like music school is just almost too much. Like it's not even physically healthy to sing that yeah. much. <laughs> anyway, but anyway. Yeah, yeah. The perform yeah. majoring in performance is nuts. Like I liked majoring in education music education uh you i did major major in education as well oh, okay i had to basically do all the same things as the performance majors yep. yeah so we didn't have to put on a big recital or anything i mean i was a part of a ton of musical performances but as a music ed major yeah. you didn't have to have like a big senior recital um but yeah but as far as like voicings go alto definitely translates better to pop and rock vocals for yeah. women Whereas tenor, like it's just that that range, like higher male range, lower female range, just 
somehow just sits better within the range of like oh, rock instrumentation. Yeah. Right. I mean, there's some notable it's bands. It's easier to sing along to. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, I, I, <laughs> yeah, I'm trying to think. Because I've got pretty high range for a tenor and I've got good falsetto. I mean, from teaching kids, I do use falsetto a lot with, with the younger kids who have trouble with octave, octave oh, yeah. displacement. Um, mm-hmm. that's why, you know, most And their voices are so young, you'd right. have to sing pretty high right. to, to do unison with them. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, I feel like my range has gotten higher as I've been teaching. Like, usually when you're, when you're bet, older, yeah. your voice starts, you start to lose the high range. But I sing in it right. so much. But... Like Cara and I, Cara is right, an alto, I think, and like, we practice. Yeah, counts. You know, even with age, like if you're using your instrument in that range, often, like I don't know, yeah. it's muscle memory. I mean, there, it gets to a point there though, because like guys in bands, like like I think of you know, I love the Who, but like Roger Daltrey, like he cannot hit the high notes that he did in his youth. <laughs> It's just yeah, not, yeah. you know. It's like let's just take them an octave down. Like there's no shame in yeah, that. Yeah, or maybe they change key <laughs> and stuff. And yeah, like I think sometimes people try to be a hero on like a live performance. Like it doesn't have to sound like the studio track. I'd rather hear you go an octave down and like sound good. Or I mean, unless people, <laughs> I mean, there's not many people out there watching the Super Bowl halftime show that have perfect pitch. So just change True, the key. Yeah. They won't know. Exactly, yeah. Um, Bump it down so a fourth actually, or something. I was going to mention that um, about this cover is this is somehow one of the only, if not the only cover that we or I have done that we didn't change the key because mm. translating a male singing part to a women's singing part typically results in either you have to sing like an octave up and it's like way really too high, high yeah. or you sing... Yeah, or you sing like on the same octave and then parts of it are way too low. So my band's been really nice to like accommodate me uh, yeah. key wise. I mean, there's been a few times I, I'm like, who picked this key? And it was me who picked it. But. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, there's nothing wrong with changing a key of a cover, especially because, like I said, yeah. most people but wouldn't know. For some know. reason, this one fit in my voice. I don't know why. My, I don't know if you listened <laughs> to my Drown the Clown on the 31 covers, but I bumped it up two whole steps uh and i had learned it along nice. i had learned it uh the guitar along with the original so then when i decided to bump it up i just capoed up on the fourth fret and just went from there nice no problem with that i play mostly bar chords anyway because it's a pop punk version but i wanted to put it in that alkaline trio saves the day register where you're just like yelling for the nice. high notes like i wanted it to be just on the verge of too high for me so like i'm really like <laughs> singing like just way up there full voice like no falsetto just as high as i could go with my full voice to like just breaking apart and car is on it too so 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 it's like the top of my range so i'm like you want to do my harmonies because like i played everything on it i'm doing drums bass guitars and i'm like do you want to do the harmonies because to get higher than that i'm really gonna because me and Cara have a big overlap. <laughs> like, sometimes I'll harmonize above her in some of our outdoor velour songs. That's it's, cool. Yeah, yeah, especially if I go falsetto. Like I love that. Way. I love when voice parts, like, split. Like, we're in, like, I'm in choir. And, like, I love when the altos are above above me, <laughs> like, as a soprano. Like, oh, wow, that's, that's spicy yeah, that's, yeah. unique. <laughs> where do you think you're going? Get back down here where yeah. you belong. <laughs> that's where I belong. <laughs> 
I was looking at the chord progression, and so you wouldn't have been, you didn't learn it on uke at all no, or anything. No, I don't think about that. Yeah. No. Okay, well, I didn't know if you had already known it. The vast majority of the time, mm-hmm. I don't think about chords at all. I, I could. This would, this would be a hard <laughs> one to play on uke. G minor 7, A minor 7, F6, G minor 7. It is very yeah, jazzy. No, I know G minor. I don't know G minor 7. <laughs> it is very jazzy. Now, why? I don't know why I keep bringing... Yeah, that's... Why, I don't know why I keep bringing this most. up, but the, the wiki always says the key listed, which I don't necessarily think is important, especially with a band that changes keys so much. But how For is it? this in E? I mean... So the microscope. I mean, I think if anything, it's in G minor. Cause hmm. I mean, yeah, when it gets to the microscope, reveals the scope. That's the happy part. I mean, I guess you could say maybe the verses are in G minor and the chorus is an E major, but it's so focused on that G minor. Wow. Yeah. I guess I never even really thought about that. Like, it's kind of funny. Like, I, as a vocalist, like things just sound so easy to me because the vocal line is it's easy like one of my favorite bands is steely dan oh, yeah and i was like oh yeah i'm gonna do some steely dan covers and then i look up the chords and i'm like uh yeah no, the, their, chords, their <laughs> chords are nuts yeah and that's like a classic chord progression too right right yeah It's all these crazy chords that, like, it doesn't yeah. get to an E until the chorus. And so it does kind of settle on the E. I, I mean, I guess you could say it's an E major. I don't know. These guys play with key signature so much. It reads major in my ear, but, I mean, like, I don't, like I said, <laughs> I mostly go by ear. Yeah, so. and, and it's very jazzy. So, like, if you sing a lot of jazz stuff, like, they're... Most jazz musicians aren't too concerned with the key. They they jump in and out of it all the time, you know. Mm. Especially like soloists, yeah. like staying in the key would almost be like basic bitch stuff, right? You got, yeah, you know. Yeah, I know. <laughs> like, are you gonna scat? Like, are you gonna scat for us and get out of the key? Yeah, a bit? right, right. <laughs> Show me what you exactly, got. Exactly, right. <laughs> but then there's the whole like bridge part where there's F majors and G majors yes, and C majors, and none of those are in the bridge. key of E. If it were in the key of E, you'd have an F sharp minor, you'd have a G sharp minor, you wouldn't have F majors and G majors. So it's right. it's in multiple keys, you know. If it's <laughs> in whatever whatever it wants. Yeah, I know. I just I want to know if the Johns really because neither of them went to school for music, but they've been doing it long enough. I mean, this was earlier in their career, but right. I mean, not that I feel early. Like they're masters of like capturing a style. Yeah. You know, yeah. like. I don't know if it's just by ear that they that they get to those chord progressions or if it's like Yeah, that's what I'm wondering. That they had to like tabulate it or whatever. Right. <laughs> yeah. Are they thinking like I feel like he probably just sang the little melody and then just put stuff on That it. that was my guess. Like it's so, like I said about the arrangement, like it's there to support the lyrics. So yeah, maybe yeah, he sang it's a just great, an acapella. Just simple melody. melody. Yeah. Maybe he sang the melody into a recorder and then it's like, Well, now I gotta figure out what chords go behind this. And it ended up yeah. being this crazy stuff. So, yeah. Yeah, I just feel like any kind, anytime I try to analyze, like, a jazz tab, I'm just like, this is this is a mess. Like, yeah. take me back to, like, I'm going to 
pull up like i want to hold your hand by the beatles yeah. to like calm me yeah. down <laughs> like i just tried to think of the easiest possible tab i could think of i mean i can sing along to all those chords but i don't know what's happening so ignorance is bliss i guess and how about the lyrics let's dive into yeah sure. the lyrics now um, to paraphrase Noah Daniel, who covers a ton of stuff for the show, he was commenting, he tweeted something about the Darling the Dose episode that just came out. And he's like, even though I covered that, I never really thought about what it meant. So thank you for telling me all about these poisons <laughs> and people that have been poisoned. And so like... Yeah, nightshade, nightshade. Yep, yep. We got all into, <laughs> yeah. you know, how Hercules eventually got poisoned. And, you know, he, he poisoned <laughs> and he got poisoned and, you know, karma's a bitch. Uh, yeah. so yeah, <laughs> so you don't, just cause you covered it doesn't necessarily mean like you had at that point thought about some deeper meaning right. of the song, but had, had you, um, you're just like, this song sounds cool. I'm going to sing. Honestly, I've, I've always loved the lyrics. Like just like, it's so, it's a classic like example of like slightly like just either self-deprecating or like kind of dark lyrics in a major key which is always a bop <laughs> and is a is a very good like they might be a giant's thing that they do it, it's uh, their thing you know like, right. like the birds fly into my windshield like it's happy yeah but it's like they're flying but they're flying <laughs> into my windshield you know like i i don't know i guess i didn't really think too deeply into it until you know like preparing for this yeah. podcast like mm-hmm. is thinking about like what's that good luck charm off of his arm that must be a handcuff so yeah that's I, maybe I like he's a that. criminal are you familiar with the elvis presley song good luck charm no i'm not actually okay well i'm gonna drop a little bit a bit of that in there but uh why don't you listen to okay, it sure. i don't know if um why is facebook not loading up well do you want to i mean you can easily go on youtube and look up good luck charm um i'm gonna put a little bit of it in my ear too it's a I mean, it was one of his number one hits. If you, uh-huh. if you, can you look it up over there and listen to it on your end, yeah, sure. or I could blast it through yeah. my speakers here. Uh, do you mind blasting no, it? That's fine. Let me just turn up my monitors. Okay. Oh yeah. Don't want a four-leaf clover. Don't want an old horseshoe. Want your kiss, cause I just can't miss With a good luck charm like you Come on and be my little good luck charm Are you sweet delight? Oh. I want a good luck charm So it could be a woman too Oh yeah, yeah Yeah, I want a good luck charm Hanging on my arm Nice. Yeah. No good luck charm hanging off my arm. Yeah, this good luck charm hanging off my arm was left here by the police. So, I mean, handcuffs are pretty safe to save it. It could be that, you know, that double meaning. It's got a little side right? Piece. The relationship is like a prison. <laughs> yeah. He's stuck in this relationship. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm personally into my windshield thoughts thoughts fall from my thoughts that's an interesting line i love that one that reminds me of like my recent like delve into figuring out that i'm on the autism spectrum like there's always thoughts falling from all my thoughts and like it's hard to explain to other people like what's in my brain sure 
and it's hard to stay on like a tangent or on like one path uh-huh. like I mean I feel like I've already like split off your podcast into eight tangents this is you know? how it goes there's always a thought falling from my thoughts if my guest doesn't do it I will do it it's it's bound to happen <laughs> is it were you I mean were you diagnosed with this as an adult or you just or you're you're self-diagnosing I'm self-diagnosed uh seeking professional diagnosis um it's something i've kind of wondered about for like a really long time Mm -hmm. and actually like some of my friends from they might be giants have been helpful and you know sharing their experiences uh with that stuff and um i know that there's like a decent crossover of you know neuro neurodivergent people loving they might be giants Mm -hmm. you know because makes sense (laughs) So it's just kind of something that like over time, like the pieces kind of fell in place for me and, and it kind of took me from, you know, always wondering kind of like what's so different about me or whatever to like, what's like actually special about me and makes me like not just some boring random person. I don't know. (laughs) So I'm trying to celebrate it, Uh you know, and. Uh, You know, autism is one of those things that even even when you were a kid, like being in elementary school in the 90s, I still feel like even in the 90s, they weren't diagnosing autism all that oh, much. No. Especially not for women. Like, Yeah, it's because it's more common in boys, so maybe they're not looking for it as much. Right. And a lot of people just kind of picture, you know, nonverbal right, right. folks, but it's such a huge spectrum. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, yeah. I mean, basically like sensory issues and, you know, social anxiety and mm-hmm. stuff like all of those have been you know a big part of my life and like and now i'm just like finally realizing oh wow this all makes so much sense this is great yeah, yeah. well i've i've <laughs> taught it. so many different different kinds of autistic kids where some who love music and thrive on it and some of them where just volume levels you got to be yeah, careful absolutely. with um like when you get a, a kid because they can't really they have trouble explaining what they like and well maybe not explain what they like and don't like but like why you know they like how they're feeling is sort of hard to express to others and with, like, with I just any imagine, kid you, you know, know like why are you doing that yeah. i don't know <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah totally i mean like it's just uh to know thyself is to love thyself and the more i know about myself and the more tool tools I have in my kit, the better. Yeah. Oh yeah. So for me, it's been like a, a celebration. It's been a really good thing sure. for me. So yeah. So like, it's kind of funny. I was actually thinking about the lyrics to birds fly and like thoughts falling from thoughts was very like relevant to my personal exploration. How about words? How about <laughs> words fall out of your pockets? <laughs> yeah, that too. Like, uh, it's like, oh, I wish I could have left those words in my pockets. Why do they always have to spill out? You know, like I'm totally an oversharer. <laughs> like, here's everything about my entire life. Like, <laughs> so yeah, they're falling out of my pockets and spewing out of my mouth. And I love how the nose start there. No, no, no. Yeah, no. I know. <laughs> Cats dance under my feet. The colorful spell under which I live protects me from all I write. Um, I also like how it doesn't rhyme there. Like yeah. you're, you're expecting a rhyme to come, yeah. But good there's, point. yeah, there's no Stop. rhyming structure <laughs> in this s- song no other than the Elvis 
borrowed good luck charm hanging off my arm has the yeah that's internal so rhyme there. cool i would have never thought about that yeah it doesn't rely on on rhyming in this one for being such a sing-songy yeah. kind of tune it uh, avoids that yeah because cats in under my feet the colorful yeah, spell that, under which i, I live protects me from all i eat i don't know like where is it going? <laughs> yeah i'm like what's gonna oh, protects me from yeah. all i write what do, you, what do you make of that protects me from all i write what is, is he talking about his own songs or something I don't know. Like, I had read some other people's interpretation, and they had thought about uh, how, like, the microscope mm-hmm. was like the public eye on a performer. Okay. So, like, I could see how that could play it. Yeah, I try not to look at the interpretations tab until sometimes I'll look at it if there's some really good ones. <laughs> Sorry. No, it's fine. But I like to kind of formulate my own opinion before I look click over to it. It is fun to read some of them on air sometimes if they're super ridiculous and funny. Um, but that does sound like, yeah, okay. Words, I had never thought about that parallel before. So words fall out Actually. of my pockets. Okay, so like he's, I don't know, pockets is where your money goes, and the words got to come out of your uh, pockets to make that money, right? Cats dancing yeah, on my your feet. Money where your mouth right, is. the colorful spell under which I live. I guess most people could see like, oh, you're a musician. That must be so fun. Yeah, yeah. It's totally. not really work. Like you're just doing music, whatever. It's a colorful right, spell. For people listening to music, like that's just a, you get to enjoy the finished product and like the, the colorful final mm-hmm. thing. Yeah, see all the work that goes in it. Yeah, so the colorful spell protects me from all I write. So yeah, the microscope, the microscope reveals the scope. I suppose you could call that a rhyme, because. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I mean, scope and microscope aren't technically the same word. So. And yeah, and he's using them in different ways. Like a microscope is a thing a scientific device and scope means like the broad uh range of his feel like there's a word for that like device literary device but i can't remember what it is right now where you use like the same word in two different uh contexts there was episode of forensic files with that spotlight on polyp toten Repeat variations of the same word in a sentence or section. <laughs> forensic files. <laughs> I watched a lot of forensic My files. very best intentions. <laughs> oh, there are some internal rhymes here where, yeah, like just in a line, you'll have the tiny light shines yeah, twice as bright. That's cool. Right in there. Um, cram some quick rhymes in there. Yeah. There are, I feel like there's enough like little rhymes in there. I, I've never even really thought about that it didn't rhyme. Just right yeah, now, I've, yeah. At least not like the main lines aren't rhyming. Not like every other line isn't rhyming. Right, it's just yeah. these couple of places where they do. He does like a quick rhyme. You know, I you know I do think it could be this this thing about it being about him writing songs or like musicians in general. This does start. It's starting to gel with me because yeah, the tiny light shines twice as bright on the only nice part of me. So like the part that you're putting out there in the spotlight, yeah. a performer in the yeah, spotlight exactly. is the nice part of you. So like. Right, like, like the the microscope you you're tough. revealing like if you really zoomed oh in on it that reminds me of what, I, what i was saying earlier that sometimes i don't like to hear uh about like what people who are in bands are actually like because sometimes you find out that they're you know unsavory sure. types yeah, or whatever yeah. and like i don't know how that lines up yeah <laughs> yeah i mean everyone who's a performer is putting themselves out there, but some people like to sing in character. Yeah, you have to curate an image. Yeah, right. And some people like straight up like 
you know, everyone knows I love the Mountain Goats. And he didn't start really revealing his own personal struggles and and childhood trauma and stuff like that until like 12 years into his career. I mean, he wrote like 300 songs that just had characters. Like they were, it was known that these are stories, like short stories encapsulated in songs. Sometimes there would be sequels or series of songs about the alpha couple or about, yeah, stuff like that. And he didn't start writing songs about his personal life until... Yeah, we shall all be healed in two thousand four, and he had already been going for a decade by then. So I assume that's pre No Children. Uh, actually, um, yeah. So I feel like No Children's just like I'm putting it all out there. No, I mean that one is still about the Alpha Couple. So that Tallahassee, the album oh, that that's okay. on, is all about that. That's like the finale of the Alpha Couple saga, who had stuff going back a decade. Oh, okay. So. Anytime you see a song like Alpha Rat's Nest, like Alpha Desperation March, those are some old ones. Oh. And any of them that have Alpha in the title is about the Alpha couple. But then the Tallahassee album is That's all about them. So it's all about just like this doomed couple that is just hanging on for dear life, even though yeah. they hate each other. <laughs> I, hope, I hope you die. I hope we some of the die. So, so yeah, some of the uh, solo, <laughs> uh, a couple of the solo sets that I have done, there are a few of them, I did a couple of Mountain Goats uh tribute sets and I called my act like it was just me but I called it no children you are coming down with me hand in unlovable hand and I hope you die I hope we both die (laughs) (laughs) yeah so as far as the lyrics go I mean we've already covered all of them because then it just goes it's it's a very I wouldn't say it's a tossed off song but it's a short song with a lot of repetition, it does make me feel like he didn't try to get too bogged right. down in it and just got it out quickly. Hence, Linnell not being on the track. Yeah. You know, it ended up as a B-side. Like, it's definitely worth I a release. it's kind of like a fun little ditty for him, kind of. Yeah, it's uh, it's it's an interesting little song. Yeah, and it's only a minute and 25 seconds. Yeah, I yeah. love it. Oh, it's a great song. But I think we're ready for the cover section, yeah? Awesome. The cover yeah, sure. section. Um, oh, actually, first gotta get the live section there's there is one live recording uh the song has only been played three times and so this song was written actually yeah you know i was was comparing it to like lincoln tracks it was recorded around Mm -hmm. uh before lincoln but it was it was written in 80 it was written in 82 it was performed oh it was written in 82 this was an early early song it was performed oh, wow. at the Sandinista rally, which was like their first show, essentially. Uh, were they even called? They might be Giants then. Was that the uh, Grupo del Rock and Roll uh, show? So th- they don't even know the exact date of that show. It's it's August something, 1982. <laughs> it was played there. And then on, wow. and on July... So July 10th in 83. So it was played once in 82, once in 83, and once in 87. So that's wow. crazy. That's so weird. So yeah, we're talking more fresh off the, the heels of the Pink album, and that just ended up as a B-side for mm-hmm. Purple Toupee. So my whole my whole hypothesis about it being written for that EP was completely wrong, obviously, because I'd forgotten <laughs> how early it was played. So they played it on the Franco yeah, Tool Show. Yeah, I actually didn't know that. I had seen like 19... 19- 89 or something is what i thought well that's so. when it was finally put out on the ep uh purple oh, toupee okay. and then collected on miscellaneous t in 91 
And again, uh-huh. on the then compilation in 97. But yeah, so the only recording of it live is on the Frank O'Toole show, which is a pretty legendary performance of uh, early John's stuff. Uh, John's, plural John's. Yeah, I was going to ask about that, actually. Because <laughs> uh, Flans can't play the accordion. Yeah. <laughs> uh, or, or he'll play he? some keyboard stuff. I've never heard of him playing the accordion. And Linnell playing the guitar is quite a sight uh, to see. That has happened just a couple of times and pretty funny. Um, so did you check out this Franco Tool version? I did, yes. Birds fly into my windshield and cats dance under my feet. This good luck charm hanging off of my arm was left here by the police. Words fall out from my pockets and cats it under my feet. This colorful spell under which I live protects me from all I write. And the microscope reveals the scope of my very best intentions. Yes, the tiny light shines twice as bright on the only nice part of me. And cats is under my feet This good luck charm hanging off of my arm Was left here by the police And the microscope reveals the scope Of my very best intentions Oh yes, the tiny light shines twice as bright On the only nice part of me So what did you think of the Frank O'Toole, uh, the only live recording of this song in existence? Yeah, well, I had, I guess, obviously never heard it before. Initially, I was just like, this couldn't be Flans playing the accordion, right? Like, so that was initially my first thought, like, okay, so I guess they must have collaborated on this live cover. But I, I guess what struck me is like the the high, like, octave jump at the end i don't know why i just wasn't expecting it (laughs) 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 i don't think i jumped up an octave it sounds so cool but so different like it's still i mean it's still got those jazzy chords lanelle's playing them but he's doing these little little runs between this little ornamentation is like he's like uh it's just like spicing it up a little bit yeah, I I don't know why, but like a word that popped up in my brain was like smarmy. <laughs> like just all of it. Like they just added a little bit of like smarmy, like sea shanty or something. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if it necessarily sounds like a sea shanty just because it's got an accordion <laughs> in it. I think it still sounds pretty jazzy, but that is yeah. not an instrument you typically hear in a jazz band. I'm a lay person, yeah. so <laughs> just kidding. Uh, yeah, it, it's, it's just so curious to think about this song being one of the first songs that They Might Be Giants ever wrote. Yeah. I mean, it's got to be. I didn't really realize that. They were That's playing cool. in 82, the year they formed. I mean, yeah. I knew this crazy. song had an essential place in their discography. I could just feel it. Yeah, I don't think a lot of people realize <laughs> just how old this song is, but it is funny that yeah, I didn't it's kind of lived on the outskirts of like their, you know, their career because yeah, it was written so early. Maybe they're like, oh, you mm-hmm. know, we've kind of 
we've grown since birds fly. We have more complex <laughs> songs now. But then eventually they're like, hey, you know, busted out on this radio show uh, for yucks. I don't know. Who knows? They needed to fill time. <laughs> they weren't a band for that long by 1987. They only had one album. Right. And I'm sure some songs towards Lincoln at that point. But like, well, let's bust out birds fly. You remember that song we yeah. did that you sang four years ago? <laughs> I mean, that's a big gap, like 82, 83. Yeah, true. And then 87, it's like, do you still remember that song? I don't know. I forgot the guitar part. I'll figure it out on accordion. That song was great. Let's do something with that. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of B-sides that they've never played live. Like, there's songs that they've done just for a recording and then just never played live. Mm -hmm. But for a song to be played three times, recorded and never played again, is an odd trajectory. Yeah. (laughs) for it to be revived enough to make it onto this radio show performance that is pretty renowned in their history and then make it onto, you know, as a B-side to Purple Toupee and then never played. Yeah, it's kind of interesting. Yeah. (laughs) It seems like most of the songs they've never played live are ones that, yeah, it's like specifically like this is like a little studio track. We're, you know, not necessarily that it's filler, but like... um, like, it's not intended right, as, like, like, the banger that's going to be, like, bringing the house down. Yeah, like, maybe live it could, to some audiences, be a little, like, underwhelming. I don't know. Like, not for me, but, I don't know. Just theorizing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's just curious. Yeah, I can't think of any other songs like that where it was birthed as a live song and then got recorded. And then they're like, ah, maybe we shouldn't play it live. Not really. <laughs> I guess uh, we wrote better stuff since right. Then. <laughs> all Lincoln's out now. We got all these songs. Um, th- now I think it's the cover section though. So okay. let's yeah. do um, shameless covers by Puerco, who's been popping up a Puerco. lot lately. Right, Puerco's name is uh, actually. Or wait, I meant to. I, I keep you know. I talked to him briefly, and his name is not. Puerco. <laughs> um, is it? I thought it was. Why am I losing this? I thought I had it saved in here. Because I've played him like three times. Because he's, he's covered a lot of stuff recently. I think he just started getting into like. I'm not sure when he launched this channel, but all of a sudden he's covering They Might Be Giants a lot. Like this is, you know, nice. Birds Fly. I mean, this cover is newer than your cover. This was November of last year. <laughs> yeah, I noticed that. For, I was like, oh, for, wow, recent. Yeah, for an old B-side. And so, like, he's covered yeah. some of the book songs. Like, he popped up in uh, Party You Wants to Believe Me, um, Four of Two. And this is all stuff that was recorded recently. So even though those are nice. old songs, new songs, he just went on a tear here. That's um, awesome. I, I love that, yeah. you know, when you're in a really productive period and, Get a lot of songs done. Yeah. Uh, so good I'll drop that in right here. Birds fly into my windshield. Thoughts fall from my thoughts. Good luck charm hanging off my arm. Left here by the police. Birds fall out from my pockets. The cats are under my and what did you think about that? 
I loved the guitar arrangement on that. I thought that was really cool. I mean, they kept to the, the simplicity of the song, but I like people that go out there and make it different, you know, like it's just guitar and, and vocals and, and it was great. Yeah. Yeah. He's a really good guitarist and for being, you know, doing acoustic, just acoustic guitar and voice. Like I'm definitely one of those guys that's mainly just like strumming for power. Uh, and he does that too, but he's good at getting like little walking lines in and just little like flourishes. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. That's, that's what I noticed. And, I definitely uh, noticed that they chose not to use uh, vocals in the bridge. Oh, the which ma, to me ma, was a little, that part. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So to me, that was a little bit validating because, like, to me, that part was the trickiest to record. Okay. Because yeah. you know, you know, it's a it's a little goofy. Sure. <laughs> in the studio track, right? Ma, 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 like, ma, I'm, ser- ma, ma. I'm, I'm a serious musician. Oh, clearly. So. <laughs> Clearly. So I didn't want to do it. No laughing on this episode. This is a serious podcast (laughs) for serious musicians. I'll I'll do my best. (laughs) Pull it together. I I also noticed that um, he had made some subtle like variations in the lyrics, which I thought was cool. I mean, what did I miss? What did uh, what what was one of them? I think I might have missed that. Um. Yeah, it'd be cool if I had an example, but... <laughs> I mean, was it stuff that you think has happened by accident, or...? I thought it was intent. It sounded intentional to me. Uh-huh, yeah. And so now we've got Michael the Fox. Not Michael J. Fox. Michael T. Fox. Michael <laughs> the Fox. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and <clears throat> so we're over here on Bandcamp. This uh, michaelthefox.bandcamp.com. Uh, from sing-alongs to by Michael the Fox and Michael the Fox, it seems like it is just one guy. Because then I wasn't sure. Like, is this a band that just has a weird? Well, surely name? it's not a a real fox. It, you know, he he's a real <laughs> doctor, but he's not a real fox. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so there are tons of Mountain Ghost covers on this. Yeah, Mountain Ghost is coming up again on this uh, covers album he has. There's Beck, Jonathan Colton. Uh, a oh, bunch awesome. of they might be giants. There's Kiss Me, Son of God. Good choices. Unpronounceable. Road movie to Berlin. Oh, yeah. Um, Love Unpronounceable. Oh, where your eyes don't go? I feel like I may have missed that one. Bandcamp search feature can be a little weird. That one definitely did not get played <laughs> on that episode. Nothing's going to change my clothes, which describes how you're feeling. Birds fly, birdhouse. Uh, and then the inkwells? I don't know the inkwells, but the almost half of this... It's definitely a, a guy, you know, like after my heart, mountain goats, uh, yeah, and me giants. Too. very TMBG adjacent. Definitely. Um, <laughs> so birds fly. I will drop that in right here. This tiny light shines twice as bright on the only nice part of me. Shines twice as bright on the only nice part of me. 
What do you think about uh, Michael T. Fox? <laughs> Call Michael T. Fox. What did you think about this cover? So I I loved Michael T. Fox's uh, the strumming pattern at the ends of all of the vocal phrases, like was a unique rhythmic touch yeah. that I really liked out of out of his cover. Um, I also noticed he did also decide to not use vocals in the bridge. Yeah. So like then I felt doubly validated that that part was so like challenging for me. <laughs> um, and then I also uh, noticed at the end of the song, uh, uh, he was changing the chords a lot, adding, um, I guess you'd say accidentals or, you know, some suspension and release. Mm-hmm. Uh, there was some really like unexpected little notes added into those chords at the end that, I thought were really beautiful. Because for being another yeah. a dude with the acoustic guitar, the stylistic choices are fairly different. Yeah, so I did think like, they were both worth playing for sure. Yeah, for sure. Like I think the the strumming, that strumming pattern I was talking about, I think really dis- distinguishes the two covers. Yeah, for for me mm-hmm. anyway. Yeah. And so now we've got uh, our our f- f- the VIP crew. So uh, Glory uh, M- Glory McKelney, uh, aka Carmen Sparkles. Uh, this is <laughs> her first jump into the pool of uh, her first dive into the pool of the covers crew. Um, wow, nice! And if if you'd like to be a part of this Facebook thread, it's getting larger and larger. It's called yeah, DMB, sure. TMBP Covers Crew, uh, and she just joined it, and this was her first one. Looking at my recording schedule, she got in right away to contribute one to our episode, so this is not anywhere nice. online yet. Um, I would encourage her to post it exclusive. somewhere. Yeah, but as, as of now, it's an exclusive, <laughs> and so I will cool. play it in full and um, right here. Shines twice as bright on the only nice part of 
So, Carmen Sparkles. Uh, so she's been on some of those Team BS comps and stuff like that under that name. But Gloria is her real name. Um, what did you think about her cover? Um, so I loved how it kind of gave me like a lounge singer vibe a little yeah, bit. Yeah. Like, which totally fits in with the with the jazziness, like kind of like that sultry. Yeah. Like something about her tone, her tone of voice is kind of like, and, and the, the I guess the way that it's mastered, like to me, kind of sounds like it just really reminds me of like that lounge vibe, which I really liked, <laughs> and the brush and the symbols. Right, it's like the, a TMBG lounge because it's so it's yeah. obviously drum machine, but it's going, it's got like the brushes yeah, and they stuff. Got the brushes. Oh, yeah, yeah suckered for like a brush symbol but it's one of those things sure. <laughs> where like early giants would be like we're gonna do this style but it's so obviously gonna be artificial drums like because we want it to sound we're not like trying to trick you anything right. this is real drums Back like it's to supposed roots. to be yeah so uh one thing i remember mentioning to her when she first sent it to me i'm like i was not expecting to hear a slower version of this song um, yeah, I noticed which that made too. it more sultry, like you said. Which yeah, made it more sultry because it turned it like from kind of like a jazzy toe tapper to that kind of like yeah, it's la- the lounge. yeah, lounge. You know, yeah, everyone's smoking. Birds fly after dark. She's laying on top of the piano. <laughs> and I also <laughs> noticed that she did a lot of, uh, you know, as a vocalist, like you got to think about you know, repeating sections, right? You, if you make them exactly the same, yeah. like that can get boring. So I noticed that she had like changed up the melody a little bit, like especially the second time through, uh, you know, which is classic, you know, especially mm-hmm. for that jazz lounge vibe, you know, you got to know when to add in a little spice, right? So mm-hmm. I thought she did an awesome job of of adding in, you know, a little bit of extra melodic twists and stuff that, fit really well with the music but just made it a little more interesting i like it a lot yeah definitely that loungy yeah. tmbg lounge you got the keyboards that are a little synthy uh yeah. the drum machine still jazzy but still drum machine and yeah her, her vocal tone is great and well i i love getting versions of the name of giant songs sung by women and i like that we got yeah. both of you but you're it's going cool. wildly different directions still staying yeah. true to the song and the 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 vibe of the song, but yeah, still very weird. I different. I was going to say, mine's so true to the original, but then it's like, so is hers, you know? Like, they're both unique, but... Right, you didn't totally mangle it like I did on Where Your Eyes Don't Go, just intentionally just destroying the song <laughs> into craziness. Um, no, I, I kept <laughs> the integrity of the song. Yeah, <laughs> so I think it's time to talk about your cover. Uh, okay, the Yes, the yeah. grand finale of the cover section uh, off of Purple Toupee, which will be on streaming by the time this episode comes out, but it's been exclusive. People that have heard it before this are all lovely folks who have purchased that um, for the charity drive for Garrett, which was a lot of you. So thank you to all of you people in advance. Those of you, uh, so I'll drop it in here in full, but if you want to hear it more, it is on Spotify and everywhere else. Because I finally got, after all these licensing and there were issues with the art because I put, well, this might be a podcast is a long name. So the cassette that looks like the TMBG demo says this might be a pod. And then the little cassette says 
TMBP and Friends presents Purple Toupee. So nowhere on the cover does it say this might be a podcast. And they kept, <laughs> they sent me a thing. Like, I it took me so long to figure out what the problem was. And they're like, oh, your cover art doesn't match the metadata. <laughs> and I'm like, well, obviously, this might be a podcast. This might be a pod. It's very obviously just a yeah. short version of that. They're like, no, it's got to match. So the artist oh is this might be a pod in Friends. Yeah, exactly. Oh, and then it was those publishers things. There was like, I didn't get the Meat Puppets one right, or I didn't get the, because Noah covered Whirlpool, which is a Meat Puppets song, even though he was covering it as a They Might Be Giant song. So <laughs> it's all worked out. And I finally, yeah, just finally today, I talked to them on the live chat again. And it is, I got the official email that says it's been sent off to the streaming things. So. Without further ado, Woo. let's listen to Rachel's Birds Fly. You like it, go listen to it, stream it a bunch. And uh, those pennies, Woo. those streaming pennies will continue to go to Garrett's mom. <laughs> you know. Every penny helps. Yes. Birds fly into my windshield. Thoughts fall from my thoughts. This good luck charm hanging off of my arm was left here by the police. No words fall out of my pockets And cats dance under my feet This colorful spell under which I live Protects me from all I write And the microscope reveals the scope Of my very best intentions And the tiny light shines twice as bright On the only nice part of me Birds fly into my windshield Thoughts fall from my thoughts This good luck charm hanging off of my arm Was left here by the police And the microscope reveals the scope of my very Yes, the tiny light shines twice as bright on the only nice part of me. So, yeah, we've talked about a lot of a lot about your cover along the way, and I definitely know it backwards and forwards. I mastered it. I listened to the comp just <laughs> like endlessly. Like we put so much work into it. It came out so good. I listened to the whole compilation so many times. I mean, not only working on it, and mastering and getting it all together, but even after the fact, I was just like I was jamming it endlessly. And yours is um, <laughs> yours is pretty early up in the track list. Which what yeah, track I believe that was like sixth, maybe. Yeah. I was like, wow, you put me early. I'm honored. <laughs> well, I mean, it really got. It was so hard to come up with the track listing for this. So I've been in bands for I a bet. long time. Yeah, I put out EPs, full lengths. I know how to sequence those as far as like mixing it up like you know what's yeah. gonna go first what's good last where's that one slow one gotta go but when you're doing two totally. two discs and yeah the, the yeah fir- it's more of a task with the, two. <laughs> yeah the first disc has uh 17 tracks on it i'm like okay so where do i put it yeah you were number six <laughs> So there's a couple big names up there, and of course I put my band's track two. So you got the Devil Clicks, Out There Valor, Mustard Plug, Pet Cemetery, and then you got John Walker with Sci-Fi. Uh, so we're getting to like the Friends section, and then you. But I thought like 
John's uh, stock of wheat is pretty cool and kind of, um, I know we don't use the word quirky, but he de- it's definitely got that weird <laughs> like kind of coolness to it that we love. Uh, but in its own way, it's not like the original, you know, there's no tuba. But then I thought like stripping <laughs> it down to just vocals and then back up again for Daryl's spiraling shape, which is pretty full. So I thought it was like a mm-hmm. good spot to be like not bringing it down like a ballad necessarily, but it almost right. that same, serves that same purpose and kind of just like, like a little palate cleanser. Exactly. Right. We're like, let's yeah, take away totally. the instruments for a minute and 32 seconds. Yeah. And then they'll come back. It's like a little, like a, ah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Breath of lightness. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So uh, thanks so much again for contributing your time and talents. Absolutely. To that. Happy to help. Yeah. And did I get you a CD copy? You did. Yes. yes. Okay. It's beautiful. It was the, I mean, it's a good problem to have. I, I, there were a couple times where I think AC <laughs> Jane ended up getting two copies or something. I don't know. Cause I sent her one as a Patreon. All the Patreon people got one, but then she ordered one just to donate more. And she's like, I already got one. I just got another package. I'm like, I'll just give it to a friend. You know, it's just like, I couldn't keep track of the orders. It, it got just. That's okay. It sounds overwhelming. You know, I felt like I was in like a popular band or running a record label or something. I would, I brought these tubs to the post office and they're just like, the person at the desk is just like, all right. And so I just start like stacking them up there. I'm like, oh, this one's going to London. This one's going to Canada, <laughs> filling out those international slips. But yeah, so Purple Topeak came out awesome, and your track is amazing. Birds Fly, Ooh. a nice, it was also a nice deep cut to put after a bunch of album tracks. Yeah, um, totally. So that that was another reason, because it was... Change uh, up the pace a bit. Yeah, the first like official like B-side, like non-album cut. Yeah. Yeah. Good stuff, and Rachel, you are very talented and people well we'll do we'll, so we'll do the plugs but we gotta score the song first okay awesome so what do you think so zero hopefully it doesn't get a zero but we're going up to 10 <laughs> and you may use decimals where does birds fly Ooh, for decimals. you so it held a special place enough to cover it but i don't know is yeah, it a 10 oh i wouldn't say it's a 10 for me because yeah. it's not i wouldn't put it in like my top well, like, you know how they might be giants is you can't have, like, a top three. You got to have, like, a top, like, 20. Yeah, if even. So it would yeah. maybe fall, like, yeah, it would fall, like, between, like, 15th and 30th, probably, <laughs> if I had to, like, really think about okay. it. So, like, it's pretty high up there. Uh, so I'll give it, I'll give it an 8.5. 8.5. Personally. Okay. Yeah. So I guess that's a pretty generous rating like but it, mm-hmm. it sounds fair to me on the wiki it is not that high up it's f- yeah yeah 910 songs me. it's at f- 543rd okay uh, 910 okay but that's it's still but, but still 58 wikians <laughs> have given it an average of 7.98 so it's still almost an eight okay <laughs> eight that's pretty good yeah uh I, okay yeah, so eight, 8.5 somewhere in there I think so. I'm definitely gonna need to go lower you on than you on this one. I do love this one, but even as far as B sides go, I mean, honestly, I might say no offense, Flansburg, but I could listen to your track, your version a million times. Yours <laughs> and glory and, and glory is just like I don't know. Maybe I've just heard the Flans one so many times, but it's uh, it's an old recording. Feels just like a little. Right. A little stale to me at this point. The middle is very 
very goofy. Yeah, bah, bah, bah. Maybe a little <laughs> that might be my favorite point part at this point, just because <laughs> I think you two nail the the musical elements of it in different ways perfectly. And Flans, I still love that goofy part in the middle. But I'm gonna go. <laughs> I think I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go six point five on Birds Fly, which is still good for me. Like anything above seven is like we're getting real good. Anything above nine is wow, like this okay. is like incredible. <laughs> I'm a pretty like generous person so i like, i would probably be more generous if i were the guest but i gotta yeah, score them true. All, right yeah <laughs> so like i was looking You're at the boss here right so. i'm putting it just below darling the dose another kind of jazzy flange track so yeah, they're but they're about neck nice. and neck but it's cool. it's it's rated above i lost thursday <laughs> Huh, okay. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> I like I lost Thursday. Mm-hmm. And tied with put it to the test. I'm just scrolling back at some of my more oh, recent ones. Interesting. Yeah. It's tied with put like it I have to window at six point nine, so this can go above window. Right? Wouldn't you say window's the stronger track? Uh, Look at all those no, people in the window. <laughs> you like birds fly better? Okay. I don't know. Yeah, Depends if you like yeah. voices, the weird voices. I like window, but yeah, like I guess to me it's it, it's good, but fair, it's fair. a little less serious, I guess. Well, I still like, put it at I mean, a 6.9. Like it's I'm still a not a 7. Here. Right, right. No silliness here. <laughs> Just kidding. None at all. Um, that's why you're in a band called the Puppet Heads. The, uh, yeah, so, I'm so serious. So where can people... F- <laughs> put your hand inside what, me. <laughs> what's the best place for people... Put your hand inside me. That's just not... This is a whole other podcast now. What Sorry. The, <laughs> where can people find... Uh, where's the, Where can they best find the Puppet Heads? Yeah, so uh, I'd say our best uh, places to find us are on Facebook at The Puppet Heads and uh, YouTube, also The Puppet Heads. Um, also, if you have any requests or comments or anything, we're pretty responsive. You can email us at thepuppetheadsband at gmail.com. Nice. Uh, people can find this might be a podcast at this might be a podcast.com, which reminds me I need to update the site. There's just too many social media things. And then I like, don't even update like the actual site. Do people go to websites anymore? I don't know. <laughs> nah, uh, like no, to type in a URL. No, I don't know. Uh, and yeah, so social media is Twitter's the best spot. Uh, this might at this might be a pod. Uh, we're on Instagram though too. And I got to make sure I know where you're at on that. Are you on Twitter? Um, I'm really not. I mean, we have a Twitter, but like as the as the band's social media leader, <laughs> I've done a very poor job of incorporating <laughs> the Twitter into our uh, rotation. Is it at the Puppet Heads or is it something different? Uh, I don't she even doesn't know. even know. Okay, well, <laughs> are you on Instagram for me to to tag you in the post? I have an Instagram. It's my own personal Instagram of photography around Iowa. Well, sure. Can can I tag you in that? What is that? Yeah, it's called This Is Iowa with two A's at the end. So, like, This Is Iowa with an extra A. This Is Iowa. Iowa, because it was already taken. Oh, of course. (laughs) Of course. Uh, but yeah, and people can uh, leave me feedback. You can call, leave them a, vo- a voicemail at 224-801-2930. Tell us what you think about Birds Fly and these uh, lovely covers. And you can email me, this might be a pod at Gmail. I think that is it, Rachel, so much. Uh, thank you so Woo! much for uh, coming on. It's, it's your first appearance 
And yes, we'll, hopefully not the last. No, definitely not. I'll have you pick another song, and then we should also find a time awesome. for the Rachel Joneses to battle it out. Um, yeah. <laughs> and I think, I mean, I think you two need to collaborate on a cover. I mean, come on. Could call it that would be very good. The, the Rachel's Joneses. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Pluralism. Pluralizes everything. The Rachel's Joneses. <laughs> the Rachel's Joneses. Yeah. No, 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 and the microscope reveals the scope of my very best intentions. Oh, yes, the tiny light shines twice as 